This is the chop up, trying to get chopped up, not get slapped up. You already know. I'm getting on. We are on time for the first time in the history of Chop Up Part Two. My God, true. We are on time. It is eight thirty, and we are here. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Nobody in this hole yet. I know <laughs> it's gonna fill up in just a second, but man, we eight thirty-two on the dot. Like that's impressive. Yeah. Um, I'm about to play some music that don't belong to me. It ain't mine. Uh, I don't take no responsibility for it. Don't want no credit for it. Don't want no money. Ain't looking for that. But I'm finna play it anyway. Just see, I come up in here. Happy birthday to my sister. Happy birthday to your sister. I'm a small criminal. And when you say my name, use two syllables. I'm finna get some money. What are you finna do? So let me see y'all come up in here. What's good? Good evening. Hey, say what's up as I come in. Man. I don't own this music. I just like to reiterate that. Don't take my video off the internet. It ain't mine. I'm talking through it anyway. I don't even know who this artist is. It's just some random person I found on the web. <laughs> hey, you know what you you know what uh, what's, what's always a good spot to go to? Uh, if you go on YouTube, just put uh, uncopyrighted music. <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole playlist of shit. It's you a ton of. Yeah, it's a whole playlist of shit. Somebody slid in and slid out on us, bro. It's all good. <laughs> it ain't nothing. Georgia, yeah. Out of here. Oh, yeah, letting it be known, George would not be here tonight. But you know what? We also got to share it. It's all good. You said we also got to what? Share it um, oh, yeah. on Facebook. Nobody know. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. Let me see if it's showing up that we lied or... Cut it off and go back on. You said what? You want to keep this post or you want to shut it off and come back in? Oh, no. It's it's, it's cool as it is. All right. Uh, oh, you talking about like tagging niggas in it and shit? Yeah, just whatever you do. Oh no, yeah, I could, I could, I could just do that though. Let me just do it because I, I forget it. You don't do that. Hey, hey, cocky individual. Good evening, y'all. I'm a sexy ass, cocky individual. Yeah, we about to get it started in just a second. Once we get this, we're just sharing the link. Watch, I go ahead when y'all see the link on our stuff. If y'all following us, Toy Green, Dominique Baker, go ahead and share the link. Tell people about the chop up tonight. We are talking about, of course, the political chop. It's a lot of stuff twisting and changing. We didn't get a chance to talk about the uh, conclusion to the impeachment hearings and uh, the Democratic debates that's happening right now alongside all of these various primaries and um, caucuses or whatever. So, of course, Dominique going to break some of that down. You know, the political plug is back in the building. And yep. then I got a couple things I want to figure out about, like, just the, the, the collective conscious and moral outrage and that we have like as a black community over certain issues we got this uh zaya way situation we got the stripper who and i'm gonna figure out her name too 
but she fell 15 feet, busted a jaw open, and got some money out of the situation from the public, and people mad about that. And then we got, of course, uh, a situation that we coming out of the back end of with Gail King and Snoop Dogg over the Kobe uh, passing and some of the other situations around that. So, like, everybody mad, but it's a whole lot more. I'm, I'm not going to get into it. But I want to know, because there's some overlap up in there, just like how people thinking about tying that together. Like how angry people allow themselves to get over these. Like, I'm just, I'm confused about a lot. So me, me and the plug going to get into it. Uh, he just tagging folk in the link. We are yeah. more than usually on time tonight. So shout out to everybody rolling in here. It's 8.35 Pacific Standard Time. So I know it's 10.30 out there, 11.30 out there where y'all at, but y'all know how we do. Um, All right, we almost there. If y'all missed the FYI, George is not gonna be here tonight. But he'll back. He'll be back on right here. Yeah. He'll be back right here. He'll probably end up sharing it, sharing the link at some point, doing something crazy. All right, we can go ahead and get it started, though. Yeah, let me go ahead and share the link myself. Yeah, and then I will turn off the music. I ain't gotta lie. All right. What up? What's good? What's good? What's good? This is the chop up. It's your boy Damo, the political plug. And I'm here with the lovely. You know who it is. It's Toya G up in this thing. Appreciate y'all coming on in here. Slide on in. Share the link. I done shared it. Damo done shared it. Chop up page and share it. See, I put the word out real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's gonna be a quick one tonight. Um, we both had long days, but we always got to get to it. You know, we missed it last week. We can't, you know, go too long without bringing the knowledge, the information, the conversation. Factual. And, and you know, Toya is always missed dearly. How you doing though? I'm well. You know, it's another day in the neighborhood. We out here, um, getting it done. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. I love all of y'all. It's a good time. I love my host. I wish George was here to receive my love, but anybody <laughs> who ever clicks the link and sits on here for a second and just chop, chops it up with us for real, but just listens to us, vibes with us, I love y'all. You know what I'm saying? And that's real. Right, right. Uh, it is tomorrow. I keep forgetting that. I, that's, that's that's no. Stop. Don't do that. Don't do that. I got a plan. I got a plan. Though. But, um, but uh, as a quick snap chop, just to go ahead and get right into it. Um, I know y'all see this, this hat right here. Oh, yeah. Let me see. We haven't been on since that happened, huh? Yes, we, we, haven't. Haven't. we haven't. We haven't. We haven't. But that's the champion, Kansas City Chiefs. The champion. Right on. The Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Wow. Can, that, can you can you imagine? I, I mean, you know, sitting a week into it, two weeks into it, I'm not gonna lie. Every now and again, I still had that moment like, damn, these niggas. It's still right. It, it's still registered. These, these niggas don't win and won the Super Bowl. Like, they, I ain't gonna lie. They really went. And won I don't know what, which one of y'all in here, if anybody in here care about football, watch football, any of that, but y'all just gonna have to let sit in this because there's some Kansas City pride coming out real quick. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. to just to know that you know the town is is on. I hate that I couldn't be in the city for all the celebrations, but I'm right. Right. Hey, and you know what else? The you know, with the Royals winning the World Series in 2016, the Chiefs winning it, you know, uh the champ the world championship four years or, or the Super Bowl. We can't call it a, we cannot call a football championship the world championship. Nobody else plays football, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So 
but but yeah, to be able to call your city a champion, a championship city, you feel me? To, to to be able to say that your city is champs, that's some big shit. So you know, hats off, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, all them guys, man. Is hey, we champs. Shout out to my Chiefs, baby. Yeah, but anyway, getting that out the way, getting that celebration out the way. Uh, let's get into it. Let's go ahead and get into this. Oh, political. one more thing. One more thing before we get it out the way. What's up? Uh, let me see. How can I do this? Look up and look down. R.I.P. Kobe Bryant. You already know what it is. Yeah, yeah. The logo still got the pick up there because we still feeling that. Definitely still being out here. It's still fresh. So yeah. Shout out to Kobe. Shout out to Gigi. Shout out to everybody else on that particular helicopter. We still saying rest in peace. Yeah, y'all still on our hearts now. Let's go ahead and get into this political chop because this is some depressing shit. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Trump was impeached, but he was not convicted. Nope. He was acquitted. The man got off. Uh, now, we really don't even need to it, uh, beat around the bush in terms of understanding and explaining why. You know, um, he was accused of abusing power and circumventing Congress. Um in terms of what he was doing when he abused his power, he was accused of using his office as the president to persuade or, or to kind of manhandle another country into mentioning an investigation, not actually doing the investigation, but mentioning an investigation in order to make his a political rival look bad. Mm. And uh, that's that's something that you do for personal gain. Doing anything using the president, the, uh, the office of the president for personal gain is an abuse of power. Like that's just that's law one on one. You know what I'm saying? That's textbook shit. That's textbook shit. So, um, uh, from from that standpoint, we had the impeachment. He was impeached in the House. We had the Senate trial and a very quick trial with no witnesses being called. Donald Trump was acquitted. Um, even though the argument that they made wasn't that he didn't do what he was accused of, but rather what he did wasn't actually impeachable, which is abuse of power. And like I've said numerous times, anything, abuse of anything, mm. drugs, kids, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, animals, yeah. gets you locked up. Absolutely. So abuse of power from the city of presidency. I not be that different. <laughs> like, I'd not be quite that distinct, you know. So you know that's that's what that is. So we so here we are, post acquittal, pre election. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to talk to black people specifically. I don't want to talk about, um, you know this this idea of politics as a whole. Right. That type of thing. I want to talk to black people. Um, told you what was your what was your reaction to him um being acquitted though. I mean, it just, it never sounded promising. And there was never a real clear moment of time from the time that they went ahead and took the green light to take it to the next level that I was confident or confident, uh, comfortable or confident about him being pushed out of office. Like, I just didn't see it happening in the first place. And this is along the line, especially after as many times we've been disappointed along Mm -hmm. this journey in terms of pinpointing things shady ass things, problematic things, aggressive, abusive power, abusive power things before and nothing happened. You get to this and it's hard to be excited about it. And so when it doesn't come through, you just like, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like your, your hopes weren't really high like that in the first place. To be considered disappointed. 
And so, you know, the the buzz around it, every now and again, you feel the pendulum swing. You hear some time to kick a testimony. I was tuning in every now and again. You get somebody up there talking jazzy. You're like, oh, okay. You saying some cute little shit. But when it's all said and done, I'm just under surprised that it didn't go far. Right, right, right. I mean, because it was a question of the numbers, right? Like, you know, it was it was it was it was gonna be a stretch to get Republicans on Democrat side to actually pull the trigger, um, given the tribalism that we see in American politics today. So I feel you. Um, I also had I mean, to be for real, we just we all all kind of knew, you know, it that's it's not gonna go the way that Democrats wanted to, but the idea was that you know, we see this gross <laughs> disregard of the political process. And then, and, and of course, this is how main, I'm going to say mainstream, but when I say mainstream, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, from, from, from their eyes, from that liberal mindset, it's like if we show them grossly dismissing uh, the political process, then that may look bad in the election. We'll see. We're going to figure that out. But in terms I, of... Yeah, go ahead. In terms of what? But in terms of black people, though, yeah, uh, I think what we saw come out of this impeachment is, again, something that we kind of recognized, we kind of knew, but I think it kind of reared its head in a way that we should address specifically. And that is what I'm what I what I've been calling the Obama test. Right. Mm-hmm. And the Obama test is if Obama was accused of what Trump is being accused of, how would people respond? Right. And if we look at the question of the abuse of power. And we asked the question, if Obama was being accused of abusing power, if he was impeached in the House and was in the Senate and he was being accused of abuse of power, would Republicans have the same position? Would they hold the same line of thought of it's not an impeachable offense? How would you answer that question? Can I tell you how I would answer that question by telling you where my brain went when you said it? Okay. I can picture a man by the name of Barack Obama Yeah. waking up one day. Opening up his closet, seeing fat <laughs> ass tan suit. Like, ooh, I'm gonna fuck him up with this one. Back him up, back him up, back him up. And my man's put that suit on, and he brushed his hair real good, and put his little cocoa butter on his face and his elbow, and his knuckle, <laughs> in between his fingers real good, like his wife made sure he did every morning. And he went out on a line to make a speech or do some important shit, and they ate that man up. A lie. Yeah. Period. Over. Yeah. And a nice tan suit. So what about, about like how Republicans would have treated him in the Obama test? Obama wouldn't have passed the Obama test. Obama, yeah, exactly. There and, is, it's not a thing. And I, we can't have this conversation without talking about the Grey Poupon conversation. Oh. And, and how Sean Hannity had a whole 20-minute segment mm-hmm. going in on how it's un-American and and bourgeoisie and elitist at a president to like Dijon mustard. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> like, so when we talk about the question of abuse of power, we know that Trump didn't get off because he was innocent. Trump right. got off because of white privilege, whiteness. Again. Right. You would agree, right? C- completely. Okay. So from that standpoint, um, when we talk about the question of white Whiteness. Let's let's just use that phrase. You know, we talk about white supremacy, white privilege. We'll just group that in term whiteness. When we're having this conversation about whiteness, right? As black people, we're you would agree that we are oriented in a way in which we cha- in, in which it's it's in our best benefit to challenge it, right? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, yeah. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll go with a reluctant yes for now. Continue. A reluctant yes. Okay. So be, being that it's in our best interest to orient ourselves as an antagonism to whiteness. Sure. I haven't said that. I haven't said a phrase like that in years. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, but be, be, being that that's the situation, um, when we see whiteness in politics, is it our responsibility and our political engagement to challenge that. I would mm. love to answer through the frame of an example. My first knee-jerk response to it is to say no. And the reason why is that I feel like it is a type of cruel optimism to assume that whiteness, something that can both be named and not be named, be something that white that black people can truly kind of grapple and get and tackle and put their hands on and make tangible to white people who are in the middle. Um, or, or are the piece, the thing in the middle that's keeping us from political power and prosperity, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, when I think about, like, whiteness as a structure, like, it's something that is, or whiteness as an entity, it's, it's invisible to a lot mm-hmm. of people and in a lot of ways. So it's hard for niggas to be like, that thing right there, like, I can't say it how I want, like, huh, and trying to make that uh, an articulatable, understandable component of how we transition out of different components of our political orientations or to try to describe how fucked up whiteness is to white people so that they can understand that we got to leave it behind and they got to give up stuff and change so that we can do better. I don't see it happening because it's too hard to, to to capture whiteness. That's the nature of it. It's so insidious because it's yeah. very slippery. It's very slidey. Black people can perpetuate it. Black people can abide by it. So then it becomes even harder to capture because there's no neat lines. Right, right, and right. Now so it's just like, what do you do now? Because this is the conversation we typically have. Mm-hmm. We start, we we get into the conversation of the optimism, right? Like, what do we think will be the outcome? Yeah, right. However, my my response to that would be the the focus is more on being the antagonism as opposed to what the outcome could be, right? Because I mean, like 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 Michael Jordan said, you miss every shot you don't take. Okay. So, for, so from the standpoint of, and that's why I asked you the question about, you know, should we be that antagonism to whiteness white, and, and white privilege? The reason why I asked that in the context of Donald Trump is because while typically, especially in like modern liberal politics in our world today, typically it's, it's, it's harder to point out whiteness because of the more integrated society that we live in, right? It's harder to... You said what? Right. And I said and liberalism. The right. notions of liberalism that exist make right. it every it's capitalism. That's no, that's just uh it's, not, it's this, yeah. It's the, right, right. No, that's just white people doing white shit. Yeah, right, a hundred percent, right? And yeah. that's and, and that's the difficulty. So that's why I understand when you pointed out um when you said specifically getting them to see and getting them to understand it, right? Mm-hmm. Now we are in a unique position with Donald Trump because we're actually given that old school whiteness <laughs> you feel me like oh that's it right when you see it you see it mm-hmm. now you of course you're gonna have the people that deny it you're gonna have the, the you know the trump supporters and yeah. other people that, that 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 are advocating yeah. for this colorblind society but that porn whiteness you know what i'm saying you know <laughs> right but but with the type of whiteness that we get from donald trump again that clear and present danger yeah, we got our liberals that we that we've been fighting this battle against, 
but Trump represents a clear and present danger. So in terms of our responsibility to be an antagonism to whiteness, how do you think we should organize ourselves towards Donald Trump representing that old school whiteness that we can clearly identify? I mean, so it's easy, which makes it easier to challenge. I I mean, I think it's easier to challenge so that you can figure out if, how and if even you engage it. I don't think forces like Donald Trump that are charismatic, that are captivating, that are able to get people's attention, that are able to sustain people's attention through a whole bunch of bullshit are entities that need to be engaged. Niggas very simply and nigga adjacent people, you know, however they want to align themselves and shit with shit have to get to a place where they start to organize outside and beyond that, you know what I'm saying? Like a really, and this is a phrase that I think, um, I forget which team in debate is using it, but like the notion of being in, but not of something, you know what I'm saying? Like black people have really start, got to start to it's have that. Of course you quoting the Bible. It's, it's the Bible, but it's also some niggas on the debate circuit saying that shit now. Course, like, yeah. And of course I'm listening to it like, yeah, that's the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of the white teams too. I know exactly who it is, but, um, my point is that, like you as black people, like what do you do to engage that? What do you you let it be what it's gonna be? Let it burn out. Fortunately, forefathers who are not my fathers or fathers of any fathers of my fathers, um, but that made some shit called the United States said it's a limit to your power before you have to go ahead and go. And so, mm. in a world we're kind of just waiting out, <clears throat> you know, these regimes of political systems that don't do nothing for us, we have to organize outside of that shit. But niggas, okay, that's a that's a okay. So. Niggas we, do you recognize the optimism in what you're saying, though? What and niggas collectivizing? No, nah, no, nah, not even the collectivizing, but uh, the well, let me well, well, I guess let me let me identify exactly what, what stood yeah, out specifically to me. You talking about it? Can you well, well no, nah, I mean, because you know, usually you know, you you come with that that uh that that pessimism, but at the same time, you know, the part that stood out the most to me is when you said that you wait for that process to burn out. Right. And so you are identifying that you're identifying that there is a structural, you know, barrier. I mean, to- in far, when I say wait for that process to burn out, I'm in, in the mindset and in the line of something that you said that I kind of cling and hold on to, which is I'm not a Democrat. I'm black. Nigga, I get That's that, that That's democratic facts. systems and regimes <laughs> don't serve, serve me necessarily all that great either, but they serve me well. They take the issues that I care about and at least put them on the docket. Like, right, right, I'm not right. stupid. I, I, politics inevitable. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, not stupid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I'm not about to just slide, you know, to the right and see the political. And see the political. I let you got some like got some language that sound familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give up spaces, opportunities, places to put people where they need to go is like kind of silly. Like if this is your destiny and the job, and you want to do this dirty work, go do it. I just know who got my name in my mouth, they mouth, and who don't. You know what? So that 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 actually leads me to a different question than than what I thought I was going to ask. And that is from the standpoint you think that the danger that that's being heaped on Trump in terms of us making it out of his presidency. You think that's hyperbole? Said rephrase that. In terms of uh, so for example, when when you talk about like letting the process just kind of play out because it's kind of just a part of the game. Yeah. Um, you're you're saying that it that like this part like Donald Trump is just another, you know, president. Oh, no. Don't get it twisted. It can get worse. Right, I mean, right, 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 right now, 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 hold on, but I, I know you, I know you think, I know you think it's not just another president. Like, I'm not, 
you recognize that okay so you re- you recognize the dangers of them there's a uniqueness there yeah 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 okay but you still feel as if though it's not like that danger is unique but it's not to the level of it's not something that we won't we won't make it out of even with another four years for example exactly and so okay. i also feel like there are another people enough people I don't know. I guess this is my optimism kicking in. I'm just like, yeah, I knew I was going to get it. I'm telling you. Not in any system or not in whatever. Like, I'm talking about niggas on the block. Like, if it get bad, bad, I just believe people would be like, no, man, fuck you and what you talking about. Yeah. Like, really kicking old school and be on some American Revolution type shit. And so, (laughs) (laughs) when I say I got optimism and faith in people, I'm just like, when it comes down to it, the bottom line is I think people will revolt. I think you'll piss off Americans bad enough to do some wild shit and it'll really be a war out here in these streets. And I think people is tired enough to pull that type of shit should that nigga hit the red button and not the one that launches, you know, weapons to Iran, but the one that continues to launch weapons at our communities. So you don't think um, you don't think that, you know, Donald Trump getting reelected is the end of the, you know, end of the world, end of the United States. I think it's such an inevitability at this point that I can't think of it like that. I'm only curious about what else, what else he can have, what, what other terrible things he can do before the clock runs out. That's my concern. But I don't know. I don't know if it's inevitable. It's if it's an inevitability, like we say it is like, I mean, you know, the, the thing about it is, you know, I'm not looking good to pick me a Democrat that is out here gunning and running, making moves like this. Bernie shit is cute or whatever. Hey, you know what? And that's the running out shit is cute. If I could, if, if, I mean, I guess, you know, we, you and I have different levels of, of, of what our engagement has looked like in the past. So I've already justified voting for Hillary Clinton. If I could justify voting for Hillary Clinton, I vote for uh, Bernie Sanders. I'll feel the burn. Fuck it. I mean, I, 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 at this, now having a second chance to fix them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Hey, because look, if hey, if, if Trump win, if Trump, if, if Trump win Orange County, I'm coming to your home. Nigga, come on. Let's I'm coming go. to your home. Mercy God. You feel me? Mercy God. <laughs> but so, I feel like I feel like I'm still scared that the same Trump shit that happened before is gonna happen again. Now I will say, because nothing's changed about the electoral college. Nothing's changed about the way that these things are counted. Niggas can still win a popular vote and lose their electoral count. Like all of that st- stuff is such a high probability. I'm just all of the ways that people are able to shimmy shake bullshit out. It's kind of just up there right now. It's just it's too. It's, it's like we're just waiting for history to be made, either one way or the other. Yeah, and I'm a, my mind is gonna be blown either that again for a second time. America is that stupid, um, and then for. Uh, a, 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 or or if a Democrat wins, <laughs> yeah, we both win this thing. Or if a Democrat wins, like what the fuck? How did you pull that off? Because I just don't see it. Uh, Malachi said, "Hell, I will vote for Buttigieg." <laughs> Straight up, I. But yeah, because it's just like again, I feel like we did that. Okay, you know, I'm disenchanted with everybody thing. So like, fuck it, like just let it happen, let it play out. And then we was like, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think that's, I think that's the the the, re, the uh the the resolution that everybody come to is like, damn, 
I did that shit, but fuck. If I gotta yeah. be, if I gotta vote for Mayor Pete, I'll vote for Mayor Pete before I vote for this nigga. I mean, I just and that's but that's the 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 lesser of two logic that I hate about this fucking country. In order to get to the biggest stage and the biggest platform, you gotta be a piece of shit in a turd bag, and I gotta choose between you and another piece of shit in a turd bag, and that is so terrible, man. That's the game. No, you know, okay, but, but before I get into that, Tori said uh uh, Tori what, up, Nathan, what up, sis? What up, Malachi? Everybody in here talking right now. I love it. Yeah, he said, "How do you? Uh, how do we feel about Yang dropping?" And the thing about Yang dropping out is, I feel like it was an inevitability. Um, and this is one thing that I got an OG at work that, that we we talk politics in the morning, and this is the one thing that he pointed out. Um, that he 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 pointed out about Elizabeth Warren, but I also think it applied to uh, Andrew Yang as well, and it's that. Their their policies were too far left, and they were too dogmatic about them. Now that's not to say that they was bad, right? Because like I'm with I'm I'm cool with progressing. You know what I'm saying? Like because I think the inevitability of of black people in progress is that we don't like how shit is now. So <laughs> we progressives because we want to we want to move past <laughs> how the shit is. You know what I'm saying today? Mm-hmm. But with Andrew Yang, I mean, but with people in general, even with black people, they're very socially conservative. You can't give them a lot of change real quick. They don't know how to deal with it. Like people in general don't know how to deal with it. Black people specifically don't know how to deal with that shit. So Andrew Yang being like, everybody get a thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? Just like, wait, wait, hold I mean, that's that's cool, but like what are you talking about? Like you just giving niggas that's, that's the that's the that's the tough part for me is that I feel like Andrew Yang speaks well. He presents his ideas effectively. I think he has a presidential air about him that represents a newer generation of people that as a lot of these uh, senators, congresspeople, leaders of government starts up like that's uh, he's right there in that little cuspy spot of like kind of working class America who has a foot in both sides. And so I think it's lit. And what's sad about him dropping and not being able to sustain is he's what people ask for. You know what I'm saying? Like, wouldn't he he the last minority? Yeah. I I feel like I seen like damn Tulsi Gabbard's name on some shit the other day. And I'm just like, I think she's still hanging on. You know, I haven't heard that she dropped out. And so I can't remember her official answer neither. And so uh, I feel like, yeah, like Malachi just said, um, I think Yang is going to run later. I think this is a great kind of orientational directional way for the top level to start seeing some of these big radical progressives sit on the stage long enough to get some credibility. The same way we started seeing with AOC and a lot of these other senators and politicians in these other elements and yeah. you know divisions of government. And so he represents a lot for me that I just, I, we, we know that society just wasn't ready for. Yeah. Um, but I hope. Maybe too quick. I mean, the same way Donald Trump jumped in and was like, "I'm gonna run for president. I'm gonna run for president." And well, then, no, no, but and it, you know, it was that whole, it was that whole birther shit. I know it was. Yeah, I know exactly what it was. But what I'm saying is, I hope Yang is like, "I'm around. I'm around." And then slides yeah. in, and I'm not gonna lie. Can I say something on record? Go ahead. In the in the grander scheme of things, and in hindsight, I hate. I won't say I hate. Um, I am interested in how we did Kamala. It's a conversation. It's a, it's conversation. a conversation. I mean, depending and come back to it. Yeah, it's a, it's it's definitely a conversation. It's I mean, because I think it's something that we need to reflect on, especially now that it ain't no more 
It's no more niggas. Yeah. No, no I mean, no more minorities in general. Who could have took them down? Who can sustain? Who can who can fight? I I, I still. I mean, I, oh, I don't know how to feel. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You know, because 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 um, because we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna go ahead and wrap up um, wrap this session up a uh, political chop. But it, it's because you know this can branch off and go for an hour, especially when you bring up Kamala. Um, but what I think, you know, moving forward. Um, I definitely think that it's it's a lot of conversation that that needs to be geared towards um, challenging whiteness in politics through our political engagement, challenging white supremacy in politics through our political engagement, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of conversation that goes into like what that looks like. Because um, I think what Toya introduced today was was interesting in in that understanding of it's bad, but it's just a worse example of politics as usual. Mm-hmm. When they go left, and we've we've made it like the the system has made it through it before. I think that's kind of, that's kind of what that's that's what I got from it. So mm-hmm. it's just like this the the hyperbole of what we got to do, we got to do something now, and is 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 extra because like it's again politics as usual. I, I think it's, it's 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 a continued necessity to return to this logic of playing the long game, which yeah. I don't think niggas do. Yeah. Um, and I don't think almost politics is designed for, or at least not for Like, I think white people play the long game. Yeah. I feel like conservatives is playing the long game. We're not playing the long game. Nah, they, they, they not, they not, they playing the short game for real. Cause this shit is not going to bode well for them. History mm-hmm. is not going to look positively on this oh, wow. impeachment. Oh no, it's not. It's not. I mean, already. I've heard like, that rhetoric, but I was like, I wonder how true that really is. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, please. Like, look, how how they, look how they treated Obama. Yeah. And he, Obama only been out of office for a term. It's just now a term. They started shitting on Obama two years, like, you know, the, the Bernie crowd, not even, Obama wasn't even out of office yet. And, and the Bernie crowd was already ripping Obama. So history is not going to look well on uh, on, on the Trump administration. It are, it's already not. We already got books out about how chaotic and reckless things things are in the White House. Yeah, he's white. And yeah, and, and once he's out of office, especially depending on how he gets out of office, more, it's more shit that's gonna come out about that. So it's it's not gonna be a good look. But uh I you know, I, I do think that I, I do think though uh a little bit more, excuse me, a little bit more engagement in terms of kind of recognizing what we see in, in, in politics and just kind of see what we can do better. Uh and where I think that we always should start from. So we're not choosing the people we don't like. Mm-hmm. Start by building, building up leaders in the community to take over these political positions. Let's yeah. not start from the position of casting the ballot. We just start from the position of this is who I want to vote for. Or how do I put this type of nigga in the position? In that type of position. True. You feel me? Especially if, like Malachi said, it's a power vacuum and it's space for younger politicians. We need to be making our own so that they can be cooking and popping up into some shit. We're not the vacuum ain't there yet. It's coming, but that's I think that's another that's another uh, dope conversation um, to have in terms of. All of these old white men fucking everything up and <laughs> getting out the way. But anyway, that's been the political chop. Man, it feel good to be back. It feel good to get back in it. Um, yeah. Let's move I'm on. I'm not gonna hold y'all too long. I'm gonna go ahead and slide into this. Uh let's call it for all intents and purposes, an entertainment chop. Um this is entertainment. In for so in, in so many ways, right? And the reason why I think EC. You know they got they got E. It's EC Entertainment Shop. It's the EC. <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah. 
But I'm just kind of curious about what I can only deduce to be uh, selective outrage, right? We have just, I, I think, a really weird habit as a social media consuming culture, as a popular culture, but even particularly as a Black culture, this very weird habit of latching on to certain stories and certain realities and just really talking about them and and jumping on them, and, and I don't want to be that person all the time, but sometimes I'd be like, you so mad about that, but what about this? Or how do you feel so strongly about this shit? And more importantly, this shit don't affect you, right? So three examples. Number one, um, just the anger and the vitriol I've seen on the internet over Gail King and what she said in regard mm. to Leslie and with Snoop Dogg. Um, and his response and so both sides is mad and everybody's upset and I mean I kind of of course get the side where it's like damn Snoopy we feel you we understand you was upset but there's a bigger concept for the video and you have to call her a bitch he since apologized about it but I saw a lot of you know people who was talking about girl dad this and girl dad that and then all of a sudden they bashing this black woman like who you think your your, your daughter right um you know what I'm saying and it's this right. asking tough questions uh, I had a really good friend of mine point this out. It's the difference between media and journalism. Y'all want in media, y'all want uh shade room esque, MTV esque, you know what I'm saying, reporting on these types of issues, TMZ reporting on these issues. And that's not journalist job. Journalism say, I'm gonna ask the tough questions, I'm gonna do it with respect and dignity, I'm gonna get in and get out, but I am gonna ask what inquire minds need to know, um, in order to piece together a complete narrative of this story. And so boom put a pin in Kobe. Everybody was upset about that, and it's crazy. Then you got this stripper uh, who recently, uh, I forget her name, Jaya, Jyla, something like that. I think it started with a J. 15 feet in the air on the pole, uh, slid to the ground, hit the stage in the middle of dancing. She was at ecstasy in Dallas, by the way. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> the draw open, um, and just recently had surgery, and the thing that killed people about her having surgery was not that she had the surgery. It was that in the face of the strip club she was working at, not helping pay for nothing. They don't have insurance for strippers because, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, they don't take care of them. The strippers already, you know, got to go in and work hard, you know, from experience. I know these people working, they doing their thing. Anyway, um, she started to go go fund me and people spent money. And now people is all types of dumb bitches and terrible people because, they not paying this and they not paying that, but they helping this girl out with her bills. And it's like, damn, why everybody so cold? This woman out here working in a profession where her employers don't provide her no workers comp, no protection, no money, no nothing. She out here trying to get it like she live. I thought y'all like getting it out the mud and all that cliche shit that y'all like mm-hmm. saying. Right. Whatever. If she hurt herself, get people to feel sympathetic about that because they watch her fall 15 feet and people is real mad, like, it's people on there with cancer, it's people, it, why you counting people money? For real. <laughs> like, people know when they make a GoFundMe, they gonna have to get that attention out there, make that connection, get the attention to people. So, I'm sorry, part of having a GoFundMe is being persuasive. Yeah. And, you know, she ain't, like, I just, I don't get, like, and this is not to say that we shouldn't be supporting more smaller issues or people on day-to-day and everyday struggles, but, hey, don't act like regular people don't do that all the time, because they do. Yeah. We see stories of humanity every single day. Every day. So quit acting special. Yeah. Um, and secondly, quit determining what people do with their bread. Right. 
I'm about to ask your opinion in a second, but I want to introduce this third example. I, I was just gonna say I'm providing. The, I'm providing. <laughs> thank God for staying with me. No, I know. Yeah, I'm. I see. I, I'm peeping game. I'm, my third. My third frame was selective. My kid was sleeping. <laughs> he looking like what's happening. Uh, my third frame of reference is uh this Zaya Wade situation, right? Yeah. Zaya out here. Um living her best life, has made the decision as a 12-year-old, regardless of what you feel about, at her house, with her family, and with the people who want to dignify her and who she is. Does she want to be known as a girl? And that her name is Zaya, and she go by she, her pronouns. And that her family, and her mama, her daddy, and other people who have the the privilege of interacting with her need to treat her with that same dignity and respect. And people who will never meet this little girl, who will never shake away his hand, who will never, is just hot, Man. Angry, mad. I'm talking about. Wait, how could you? And let's not let's go back to being girl dads. Yeah. Apparently, that's not interesting no more. If it, it, you know, you pick it about which girls, you pick it about being a girl dad. Yeah. So what do you mean? Like, do you not understand the gravity and the level of commitment that you're making when you say you're gonna support? And outside of that, just just being a parent, you know what I'm saying? Like the shit is mind blowing. And so selective outrage. I guess my question is. Is, is that an inflated statement? Is that just a buzzword or a buzz phrase, or or is this is people tripping? Nah, I think um the, my my understanding of like from the Gail King shit to the stripper uh GoFundMe to Zaya Wade, I'm like niggas really <laughs> like, like one. Let's start from the standpoint of like the the just like the heteronormative. Yeah, you know I mean, like toxic masculine approach because all of this shit got to do with queer shit and women. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like right you dig it, bro. Like you dig y'all trigger. You said women trigger niggas. You know yeah. said queer yeah. shit trigger niggas. Yeah, clearly, you feel me, and that's why it's definitely selected outrage. But it's like really though, because like, all right, let's start with Gail King. Like, I feel I felt Snoop because there was a level of frustration that I had with the conversation as well in terms of, you know, damn, like we talked about it. Like we talked, we, we talked about it on the, uh, mm-hmm. on the, on the Kobe show, on our comeback show. Uh, but man, though, like the, the vitriol though, like it, it, was, it, it was heavy. And I, you know, I watched the video and I was like, don't say it, don't say it. Like he was mad. And I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then he got there and was like, you know what you owe some, some dog And I was just like, but you and, and you know even different. And and even though I, I I I like I said I I felt where he was coming from. Lisa Leslie handled it for the world, like she handled it for the world, like the way that it needed to be handled for like for the interview to move on, for everything to be cool, for the situation to be good. Because really, it's it's up to the interviewer to ask the question. It's the it's the uh, interviewee. We want to hear what they got to say. Mm-hmm. It ain't about the question. We want to hear what they got to say. Answerer, yeah. And and Lisa Leslie's response was it was on point. It it expressed the frustration with the narrative, right? It expressed the frustration with the timing of the conversation. You know what I mean? And it dismissed the uh it dismissed the question in terms of assuming that it requires any type of long, drawn-out conversation, especially given the context yeah. of when it's happening. She did that, she handled it, it was done. Lisa, like, and that's why the yeah, thing is, you know, the way that things on camera be working out, and this is probably journalism included. I wouldn't count this out, 
I wouldn't be surprised if off camera niggas was like, okay, so I'm going to ask this question because they go over questions that they're going to be asked so that they're not totally just like, uh, 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 especially if they be in film, right? So I would dare to believe it might have been a moment before the interview where Gail was like, hey, I'm going to ask you some questions about Kobe. I want you to be honest, right? I'm going to push a little bit. I won't be disrespectful, right? But I am going to frame some questions about how you feel about your friend and kind of probe a bit and we'll do it and move on. It was 90 seconds of the actual interview. And right. a lot of people was mad over a snippet in a clip. Right, right, right. In a lot of ways has to be curated and developed in a way that makes the interview flow. Right? And, so, and, and, and I feel like niggas just lost a lot of credibility in terms of like the emotional um, kind of camaraderie that was developed over niggas losing Kobe. Kind of gave niggas, like had the, really had like black culture, black women specifically going, oh. <laughs> like y'all really hurt. Like this is good. Like no, this is good. Like cry, yeah. be sad, feel yeah. yeah, do that. And then niggas take that same situation and then turn around and turn it into, into something toxic. Because now it was fuck this bitch, bitch, this, this. You know what I'm saying? And it's like that's not the way to go with that. Especially like you said when you talking about uh, how Kobe was about girl dads and how niggas was appreciating being girl dads. So you got to think about it like. You know what I'm saying like from, from the perspective of your daughter, so yeah, so uh, I, I definitely agree that the outrage with that Snoop was out of line. I appreciate his apology, you feel me? I think from there it's time to move on, but you know, it's definitely something that was out of line in terms of the stripper falling. Mm-hmm. This is my thing if niggas could literally sit here, sit there, mm-hmm. and websites and web pages get clicks and advertising dollars and all of that. shit, from her video going viral, she should be able to be compensated in some way, shape, form, or fashion to pay the damn doctor bills from her getting hurt and your ass enjoying watching it happen. Mm-hmm. Period. If websites can get advertising dollars for the views of her misfortune, she should be able to sit back and be like, okay, can I get a little bit of help paying for this? You feel me? And the sympathy of other people should not draw the ire of niggas who, I mean, like we talking about niggas, for example, rely on the sympathy of other people. You feel me? Like, at, at the end of the day, when it comes to how we perceived in society, mm-hmm. it's, it's sympathetic eyes and sympathetic ears and sympathetic minds that are able to see past, okay, that's not just like the, the, uh, the criminalized character that I'm presenting. Exactly. You feel me? So to come from to go from that to be like, nah, she don't deserve. People got cancer. People. When uh, when did we start comparing like what people like people what yeah, people were going through? Ugly, yeah. What what we call the oppression Olympics? Right, right. And 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 we've and now oppression Olympics is you know what I'm saying it's not something it ain't something new at this point. But at mm-hmm. the same time, you know, like think about the humanity of saying you. Why y'all paying her doctor bills when somebody got cancer? If we can pay for both of them, bro, let it happen. (laughs) Can I put some icing on this cake, though, and kind of make this conversation more specific? Because they not just like her, that woman. They like her, that ratchet bitch. Her, that that stripper bitch. Her, that dirty bitch. Like, how you Like, it's definitely a level of demeaning. Excuse me, I got the hiccups, y'all. But demeaning and slut shame. I'm trying to grow. Jesus help us. Um, but that level of kind of degradation is specifically 
designed for the situation to make sure that, you know, in the back of our minds, we know that people like her don't deserve that type of shit. That, that if you were a sex worker, that you are ineligible for sympathy, even if you bust your face open doing your job. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, like that. I mean, which, but you know, when we talk about the, the victim blaming mentality that we see with sex work in general, it's just another example of it. The problem is, this is, this is, I was talking to my wife about this the, uh, just yesterday, actually. This is the worst example of a mentality that, that goes all the way left or that can go all the way le- left, right? So if we can justify blaming uh, a woman, you know, for, for, for like, uh, or, 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 or victim blaming, because that's exactly, I mean, that's, that's essentially what happened. Like, she's she, not saying that there was a perpetrator, but she was doing a job and she mm-hmm. got hurt. You feel me? That's like shit, nigga. If you work in construction and something fall on your foot, you feel me? Like that. It's 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 that simple. You're doing a job to get paid. You got hurt. She is in a she is in an industry where, unfortunately, health insurance. You know what I'm saying? Don't come up to the industry. Exactly. So from that standpoint, the victim blaming comes in. Because you take the you take the occupation and you apply a value onto her based on that occupation. Take that to the worst case example. When you have sex workers who end up missing, who get murdered, raped, killed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's a mentality of they deserved it. She put herself in that position. Mm-hmm. Right. She put herself in that position. And that's why I say if you can justify it, if you can justify saying she don't deserve X or she deserve X. Because of this situation, you justify it in this worst case example. You feel me? And so that's what. Sure. Go ahead. No, yeah, no, and, and I'm saying like that's what that's the uh, like that's really the insidious nature of the the thought process behind blaming her. You feel me for being hurt well, when like she doing the job? It appears as though my uh, uh, our guest Tiffany in the lounge does not agree. Um, unless I'm misinterpreting, she says you fall and break your jaw and don't have insurance or your insurance doesn't cover all the expenses. Let's see you not ask a request or set up a go. Oh, no. I think oh, yeah. She, she yeah. She okay, agreed. Yeah. Like any, any other average person, right? That, that would happen. <laughs> like, let's keep 100. like that happens to people all the time. And what she said, she said, we don't have to justify somebody asking for money. The thing go fun, on GoFundMe is you have a choice to donate. Um, if you do or don't, uh, a choice to donate if you do or don't if you don't want to. And that's what I was about to get at. It's always very interesting to see people jump into uh, conversations like there's so many other struggles out here. Let me see your receipts. Which are, which one did you put some money on? Did you get point out all the other struggles and all the other issues and all the right. which one are you committed to? Right. What are you out here changing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like those questions can be asked because you just want to antagonize and criticize. And it's, again, not her fault. That she figured out a way to get herself what we call some political capital to get on these timelines. Trust me, I've seen her all on Twitter. Social capital. She did not have a Twitter. Got on Twitter and was like, hey, y'all, I'm the girl who slid down the pole and busted my jaw open. I'm doing good. I'm because that's what people do. They go straight <laughs> that's to social, Twitter. That, yeah, that's that social that's, capital. She deserves all of it. Period. And that's work. Yeah, all of it. That's grind. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I just, you know, her GoFundMe steady going up. I think she had the limit set at 10K. Uh, try to get the surgery and then it went up to 20k or something like that because of shit like aftercare and clothes and you can't strip for a while and yo, and, yo, and anything that she get after that so the fuck what come on bro. If, if if people still just want to you know put money in her shit like yo she got like somebody recorded her you get the entertainment 
These websites are getting the advertising dollars for the views. What else do you They're getting the clicks. Even, even talking about her GoFundMe on these websites is getting them clicks. She deserved to get just as much out of it as the next, uh, uh, you know, as, as the everybody else that's getting paid off of it. I mean, and on top of that, let's be honest about the way that she was able to even, <laughs> Boomer said she busted her ass hard. Hey, she busted her ass in her face. Hard as hell. <laughs> but let's be honest about the nature of how. And, and kept busting it open, too. <laughs> she, <laughs> she said. She kept busting it open, too. And then slid on off and figured it out. Yeah. And so my thing is, let's be honest. Like she, she, she jumped on the platform, or her her information ended up on the platform. That's an any given Sunday platform, an any given day platform. Mm-hmm. Anybody can go viral. That's equal opportunity. Mm-hmm. So do some viral shit. Get supported. You know, what it, I'm it, I, just, I don't. I ain't saying go bust your face open, but don't be mad at her because she went through some shit and people jumped behind it. And then, and before we go to Zaya, uh, Zaya. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, nigga, I ain't never heard you talk about cancer. I mean, it may be something, it may be something that mattered to you, bro. But if uh, we ain't never talked about cancer meaning something to you I'm outside quote. of the conversation of juxtaposing it to somebody else's struggle, yeah. shut the fuck up. I'm gonna quote George Lee, yo, Bill, not a science guy, looking ass, like now all of a sudden you, <laughs> doctor, right. doctor, doctor, sure, doctor, right, doctor, right. whatever. Like, you ain't studied not a any so yeah so that's so yeah again again bullshit outrage but on the on the Zaya question it's like this is this is just uh it, it, it go to show you how far we are how far we still got to go in terms of just understanding um life outside of these very uh Man, I'm trying to use euphemisms just to because <laughs> I ain't trying to I ain't trying to offend nobody's sensibilities, but it's just like yo, this this like this shit is outdated. Like our our understanding of relationships, our understanding of people is just out fucking dated, and we fight to maintain these outdated concepts. You feel me? The thing the thing that stands out the most to me about Zaya is from Dwayne Wade's perspective because that's who getting the most heat. Yeah. Uh, because people are like, you know, that's it. I mean, I can't say that he getting the most heat, but in terms of him being the public figure and Zaya being you know, the uh, the the who the daughter that he's raising, you feel me? Yeah, niggas would really rather turn their child suicidal because they don't agree or don't understand like their like their that their sexuality or how they understand themselves. They would rather turn their t- child suicidal than to change their way of thinking to to foster the growth and development of their child. Yeah. Period. That's what right. fucked me up in the head. Come to for somebody who put you know you call your son your king and your daughter your little princess and all this little cute shit. But if a king want to be a queen real quick and by, then all of a sudden all of that shit is invalid. Fuck your dreams. Fuck your goals. All of that. And, and, and bro. But and, and I mean, because I I had to ask my wife about it. And we both came to the same conclusion. Like my child, like especially knowing, like knowing the story, being close to to you and like our our circle of friends. You feel yeah. me? You know, knowing y'all stories, like what's just the shit that you deal with mentally, and then just just do some research. You do a quick Google search. You can hear about it like that the, movie real quick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. I'm, we. 
we know that the, the the mental anguish of having to deal with that type of shit in a society that you know ain't really, you know what I'm saying, ain't ain't accepting of what you do. Right. You right. And so when I think about I, if that was my child, I want my child to live. I want them to have a happy life. You feel me? I would want them to grow and to learn and to experience life the same way I got to, you know, go through those experiences and to 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 literally disconnect myself from my child because it's something that I don't understand about them denies them their personhood. You know what I'm saying? Like they are they they are individual. You know, and I, here's the thing because I want to kind of number one the show is at 55, so I want to round it out real quick and kind of get to a place, but I'm not trying to run there. Um, I also don't want to make it too big because we get so many things I want to say. Yeah, but about- that's you know that, but that's that's the first thing that crossed my mind though when I think about it because like if I'm in Dwayne Wade's shoes. And that's my child. Like I want them to, I, I want them to be happy above all else. I but mean, go ahead, but go ahead. I just, I think you know the the premier and typical response to that notion of happiness is kids don't know what make them happy, and that you you don't have a right to happiness in my house, right? Or especially in in the context of religion and spirituality, and it's so crazy how people all of a sudden become filled with the Holy Ghost when it comes to stuff like that. But this, but when it just ain't right. You know, either biologically or religiously, you know what I'm saying? That's not why God created this or, you know, this, this, is it. Then all of a sudden, all of that shit goes out the window. And it's just, I think it becomes so frustrating because people question how we have such a broken society, a broken community. And it's because we break our kids, you know what I'm saying? Like, and we are insisting on that being a benchmark of parenting. Like, my kids got to be scared of shit. They got to sit through and deal with it. When I say jump the how high, and I'm not saying don't run your house. I'm not saying don't be a parent. I'm saying don't kill a spirit along the way. Because that pain is residual. I felt pain behind being a queer black woman at 29 that I could, it hurt so bad. You know what I had to be grateful for? That I held out and kept my secret that long because Lord knows I couldn't have held it or handled that late earlier in my life. Yeah, I had to wait till I was a strong, independent, on my own. Don't need to call for no resources. Don't need to, you know what I'm saying? I can tell stories. You know what I'm saying? So that's what makes it so crazy for me, is that, you know, even as an adult, I had to work through trauma and pain. I couldn't imagine doing that at twelve. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. You know what I'm saying? So like, and then not even understanding it yourself, and you know, you feel it. You know, it's real to you. And not being able to express that, yeah. Imagine having something so so brutal happen to you by the person who taught you what love is and how to love that you start questioning, A, whether that was authentic love in the first place, and B, whether or not, do you even know how to love then? Like, are you broken and fucked up in terms of how you orient yourself toward those types? Because you clearly don't know what love is. Is this why things haven't been working out for you? Is that you have this really... And so you internalize that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And try to figure out how you're supposed to believe real life and what love is and be coded if the one person who's supposed to put you on game failed you. Yeah. And like they did. That and that's it's it's crazy that you say that because that's where we get into actually questioning black men and our and our relationship to privilege. Yeah. You feel I me? Mean? Because again, we and this is not a conversation about black male privilege, it's just heteronormative privilege, nigga. Like the idea that you because we fit within this particular social norm that outside of that social norm that that's wrong. 
the same people that we say is wrong because they told us our skin color was wrong. The same people that told us we was criminals because of, you know what I'm saying, because we, we, we're black men. Those are the same people that told us about sexuality and what, what should be what. You feel me? How are we not then calling in the question how we understand those types of relationships? You feel yeah. me? Especially from the standpoint of the uh, it's, it's, it's something that... And, and the, the worst thing that I hear is, well, you know, back in the day, we ain't had that. It's mm-hmm. a lie. Period. Always been here. Both there's right. always been there's always been men like our, our people born biologically which you would identify as a man but did not feel that way in the inside the question is their ability to express what they really felt because of the society the society that we exist in let's you jump in comments real quick because both of the people commenting got teenage kids um preteen kids whatever and so i think their texts are probably interesting we'll start with tiffany she says, see, that's my thing. Suicide and emotional stress is so real. Stop playing with reality. As parents, our children should have their parents' support first. The way the world is showing they whole ass behind this is the main reason why Dwayne and all their parents need to lift up their kids and support their kids. You've seen it right there in front of you, how the world yeah. will your child up and spit them out, you know what I'm saying, for being who they are. So we got to rise to the occasion. Uh, Rakia says, as a parent, my children haven't been whooped in years, but they know who runs K-K. things. Yeah. And are also encouraged to speak their mind in a respectful way. That sounds like nothing but balance to me, which is what yeah. we apply to every other component of our lives, right? You don't, you do it, but you don't overdo it, right? You leave space for it, but that you don't let that space become too big that it overwhelms everything else. Right. Good, good looks, boom. I'm glad you slid in here and talked to us, man. I miss you, brother. But um, bottom line, you know what I'm saying? And I, I want to transition through a couple, one more question before I kind of close it out and round out the conversation. Yeah. But I just I think you have to take a realistic approach to your kids the same way you take a realistic approach to everything you do in your life. I don't know why kids become the exception to how you see or understand right. or maneuver around like care and love and treatment. And when it comes to a kid, like fuck that shit. Like yeah. oh, that's <laughs> that's crazy. That's it just don't make sense. It's kind of like really illogical on a very fundamental human to human person to person. I'm gonna th- th- throw this word out here before you go to the question. A carceral. Oh carceral. Understanding. Okay. Uh is it's it's a it's a that discipline that like a, a overly disciplined focus, you know what I'm saying? That institutionalized understanding of raising children from from a from a socialization standpoint, you know, that's that's what the problem is. And you know, it it's it we can't just blame, you know what I'm saying, like the, the people again, it's it's how it's what we talk about ourselves. And and that bleeds right into this entire conversation about you know what this outrage is is all about in the first place. What was that last question? The word of the conversation is carceral. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? You be you be flashing on niggas, so I feel like I had to pull something out. Hey too. man, you even peep game like you coming through with the with the, with the big palabras, okay? <laughs> See, look, look, I knew you had to do it because I don't even know what palabras mean. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Malachi, before we jump off, I want to put his comment in here. It says, I think when parents get scared, they try to scare the kids away from the thing that they're scared of. 1,000%. Yeah. Right? It's baggage emotionally, psychologically, historically, experientially um, behind why parents do the shit that they do. But it's your job as a parent in relationship and in connection and context of another person to check that shit the same way you do. Yeah. Historically and contextually and experientially when you deal with white people, when you deal with other people that you can't tolerate or don't know how to deal with the do shit you disagree with, you figured it out. 
without doing wild shit. And we got to do the same thing with our kids. Yeah. Um, question. So a lot of pe- things, you know, based on the conversation that we having about selective outrage, the comment people make is that y'all should be caring about more shit or other shit. Is that the case? Like, what are the other things you think black people should be caring about more? And is that even the question we should be asking? Uh, like, no, that's not the, that's not the question. That's, yeah, that's not the question. I don't think we should give that, so. that. I don't think we should get that conversation any validity. You feel me? Like when niggas say, man, this has happened. Why you ain't saying nothing about this? Because we talking about this right now. <laughs> you, you feel me? <laughs> Like to, to to I mean to literally take a a, a phrase out of yo out of yo uh, beautifully written journal. Um, I can walk and chew gum at the same time, pimp. I can like I can literally be talking about you know this thing that's actually become national news and still care about something that's not national news, but I'm joining in a national conversation because this thing this other thing that I care about people are talking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 that simple. You feel Which me? I think people hate about the monster we created. Like social media is made. Yeah. You know, I had a thought randomly as it's connected to this. Like, I wonder how. Like, I'm not gonna lie, Tiffany, and you know, what I'm saying you in here. I love you. Now, nah, I ain't gonna say that. I ain't gonna do that to you. You little, you still young. You know what I'm saying? You, you, <laughs> <laughs> do your sister like, like social media? Like, how did people stay hip? You know what I'm saying? Like, how did they stay cool? Like me, I feel like the only way I got kind of tinges of coolness still. Where I am, because based on how I live my life, I should be completely disconnected to a lot of shit that like the average 21 year old cares about. Yeah. Social media creates the ability for me to jump in a conversation to get some context, do some good ones. Stay on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I'm able. I love you, sister. I love you. Don't be. (laughs) (laughs) But it gives me the ability to kind of stay in the mix in ways that I'm just like, I wonder how niggas stay fresh. But I only say that to say, let's connect it back, that. This is what our society does. We get a hold of a really interesting, captivating story. And half the time, people that's just like us is the ones who make it interesting for us. You was born hip, child. <laughs> hey, it must run in the blood. It was running y'all family. But you know what I'm saying? Shout like, out this to Carol. Hey, Lord Jesus. Um, <laughs> this is what we do is we connect to the bigger story, the bigger conversation, and we chime into that shit. Like, why is that such a problem? I think just the shift in society is maybe taking people by storm because it's like, oh, shit, you don't care what happened around the corner? No, nigga, I'm on my timeline right now. Like, I'm sorry. And that's the thing. I'm going around the corner in a minute, so I'm not going to miss it. Yeah, I mean, and and also, it's like we taking advantage. I mean, to to close it out, um, we taking advantage of an opportunity to have, like, a a holistic... I won't say holistic. More a... um, a broader a, a, a broad a, a conversation with a broader audience yeah right because it's like okay this is something that i care about but people don't talk about it so i finally got an opportunity to talk about it with other people because something happened that gave us the opportunity to talk about it it's yeah. just like it's, it's 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 bringing it's just like bringing awareness to anything everybody don't know about every situation you feel me and sure. so when the national conversation beca- or the cultural conversation becomes about this one particular issue that niggas are ain't up on game on, that's okay. <laughs> like, that's fine. The nature yeah. of the situation, because I guarantee you, the same way it's a black Twitter and a whatever Twitter too, is the same way these white people don't give a shit about what happened, this stripper falling down. This, you know what I'm saying? It's just like you right. catch, catching you into what you went to. Right. Um, Kiki says, 
And this shit is funny as hell. People got to clean their houses with the brooms they've been standing up before we pose questions to the, to the world. <laughs> <laughs> before you talk about why we don't care about other stuff, why you your broom standing up on some bullshit NASA science that's just brooms stand up by themselves, by the way. So cool. Yeah. yeah. That, that happens asked, every day. You can do that on any day. Period. You can do that on any day. I also asked the question, how do, you know, some of our, our, our older... Um, but still close to generational kindred spirits kind of keep up. How do they stay in the mix or whatever? Kiki said, we talked face to face and woke up like this. Yeah. And then said three-way calls too, which makes sense. I'm a part of the three-way call generation. So hey, but I'm, you know what, Toya? Stop, hold on, time out, Toya. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and date us before you before we get up out of here. Okay. You know, you sent me my first invite to Facebook. I did. You was a junior in high school. I was a senior in high school. Yeah. So we had a life before social media kept us in touch the way that it keep us in touch. Very much. And so. the way that we stay, the, like, I would say personally, the way that I stayed hip, I stayed up on game, music video. <laughs> That's how you I wanted, listen, I thought you wasn't living life or you could, I, I didn't want, I didn't want to wear a hat if I couldn't wear a do-rag up under that mug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, I, we have photographic proof that this is absolutely <laughs> right. Maybe we'll post the maybe we'll post the pics on the chopper page. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Look, and look. Yeah. I wouldn't have. I would have never worn a, this type of brim. Do you see? Do y'all see this curve? Do y'all see this curve? Yeah, I would have never worn this back in the day because I wouldn't have seen it in a music video. Facts. So, well, yeah. here are my parting words. Uh, my hope, <laughs> Kiki said, it's not like we ain't the only young ones here. <laughs> yeah, 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 we ain't. said, them young kids gonna always keep us hip. They have phones in kindergartens nowadays, and that ain't no joke. Like these kids on Snapchat, they on this, they on that, they on the hey. app. Y'all, the amount of FaceTimes I didn't got from people under five, usually <laughs> call me. Like, I pick up the phone, they like, Toya, I'm like, this is what that mistake. They're like, no, I ain't called you. Hey, you know what? And children is what's keeping YouTube a billion dollar business. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, I'll say this. Um, when it comes to you know getting in people's, you know, butts and on people's heads about uh selective outrage. I think a lot of the time we have these conversations and people just don't really know how to shut up. That's my biggest takeaway is I'll be watching. My brother. We talking about my brothers in particular. Man, and I'm just like, <laughs> one of the phrases that I want y'all to learn, my brothers, my people engaging in a lot of these conversations on these threads is just really insistent and intent on not listening and paying attention to logic is, and, and this is also for y'all. This is for them. And for just us in general, it's something I'm honestly trying to practice. And I want you to re repeat after me, Dominique. Okay. <laughs> and I want y'all to comments. I want y'all to practice typing this out in the comments. Okay, y'all with me? Yeah. What I want you to say when people say some real ass shit, and even though it's gonna pain you to agree with them, and you don't want to admit that you agree with them, but real shit is being said, and you just need to shut up and just leave it alone. Quit arguing. Repeat after me, Dominique. Say points. Points were were made made. <laughs> I want y'all to type that out in the comments. Just practice with me. You don't have to say you're right. You don't have to say, you know what? I admit it. I'm wrong. Sometimes you don't have to say all of those. We don't need just points were made. Just 
Points for Mary. Just say that. Like, you can just say that and walk away. If you have that in your power. <laughs> yeah. You can do it. I can do it. I'm yeah. like, this year, 2020, I want to humble myself enough to be in a conversation with somebody saying some real ass shit and just be able to look at them and humble myself enough to say points were made. Because I'm watching people argue back and forth in comments and threads, and I'm just like, you insist. Or that or you stupid. Yeah. One of those things I have time for. Uh, yeah. Periodism, periana. Uh, <laughs> like, practice being able to say the phrase points were made. Points it will were like, made. It'll get us back to some of that real shit you want us to focus on a little bit quicker because you're able to admit points were made. And we can kind of move and groove that way. But keep it pushing. We outraged. People are meaningfully outraged about shit that really matters a lot to them. Get in the mix, have your conversation, say what you got to say, and then shut the fuck up. Yo, thank you for having. So that's. I mean, look, and we didn't think we was gonna do the whole hour. Look at that. Look at God. Uh, but yo, it's been another Thursday. It's been another beautiful edition of the Chop Up. We are glad that y'all was able to join us for this evening, and we was on time. It's probably George that be making this late. You're welcome. We're gonna get that. We can get that together. But yo, be on the lookout. The episodes will be dropping on SoundCloud and everywhere where you yeah, get podcasts. Yeah, podcasts. So if you missed it, you can always check it out. Check us out on YouTube at the Chop Up Show on YouTube. Share this. Uh, uh, and you can yeah, you can share this. Yeah, so people could watch it on Facebook. Watch uh, keep keep the conversation going. So it's been real. Glad that y'all was able to join us for another edition of the Chop Up. Y'all be easy. Peace out. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.